You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4, and uh, we're going to land in just a really uh, powerful verse about a woman and a man named Elijah. It says, the, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead, and you know that he is, he revered the Lord, but now his creditors are coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me what you have in your house. Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elijah said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your son, pour the oil into the jars, and as each is filled, put it in, uh, put it in on one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her son. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not another jar left. When the oil, then the oil stopped flowing. She went then and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debts. You and your son can live on the rest. I wanna read just one more passage of scripture for you. Found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses four through five, it says this. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. But on the contrary, they are of divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish every argument and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Tonight, I wanna to talk to you from this topic or this thought, God thoughts, God vision. God thoughts, God vision. Can we pray tonight? Jesus, we thank you for your presence that is here. We pray that you would move and Holy Spirit, we welcome you here to show us what it means to live in freedom, to live in the breakthrough that your son has purchased for us. God, I pray if there's anybody in here tonight that just needs a breath of fresh air, Holy Spirit, come alongside them. May they experience freedom. May their head be lifted up and their eyes get back on Jesus. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for beautiful weather in San Diego. Everybody else here gets to experience it year round, but God, we're very thankful for it. And on Cinco de Mayo, we give God praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, if we love Jesus tonight, can we put our hands together for him? Come on. Thanks so much, man. What's your name? David. David, you are a legend. I like the way you play. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. David, are you single? Are you not single? Sorry, ladies, sorry. Should have moved sooner. Well done, man. Thanks so much, bro. Thanks so much. <laughs> I was gonna try to help you, but you already got it unlocked, so you're good to go. So anyway, well, how many of you love to watch a good movie? You, you love to watch a good movie. I, I love a good movie. I, the thing I love about movies is there's a movie for basically every mood that you can possibly be in. Like if you need a little motivation, there's a movie for that. Like if you, if you just need to like, just laugh a little bit, there's a movie for that. If you need to cry a little bit, come on. If you just need a good cry, anybody need a good cry every once in a while? And all the ladies said, 
I don't know if that, <laughs> and all the guys quietly said, only sometimes. Um, but there's a movie for that. Movies move us, movies speak to our soul. But the thing that I love about movies is this, the, uh, the unbelievable one-liners that you can pick up from movies. You know, there's so many little one-liners. I think I could hold a whole conversation just using movie quotes. My wife gets so annoyed by it. She says, if we could just put, replace all that information with useful information, we might change the world. And I'm like, thanks, babe. Thanks for this. Why not? I'm just kidding. She, she loves me. She really does. Um, but, you know, we, I, I love movie quotes. And so tonight, any of my people in here, you love movies. You, you love movie quotes. So I'm going to kind of throw out a few movie quotes. And I want to see if you know the name of the movie. I just want you to shout it out to me, okay? Uh, you can't handle the truth. A few good men. That was good. I thought I might get you there. That was, that was pretty good. How about this one? Show me the money. There you go. How about this one? You had me at hello. Oh, there you go. You're on your feet. I was, I was seeing if I could get somebody there. Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire. How about this one? Say hello to my little friend. We're gonna have to pray for this South Campus. <laughs> oh man, some of those were pretty easy, but one of my favorite movie quotes of all times, one of my favorite movies is this, this little quote, stupid is, stupid does. Come on, Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Gump is one of the greatest movies of all time. Like if you need to be inspired, Forrest Gump. If you need a good laugh, Forrest Gump. If you need to cry a little bit, Forrest Gump. Man, you can't go wrong with Forrest Gump. Come on, run, Forrest, run. Gets me every time. I just go, Forrest, go, you know? But I think about that quote, you know, a quote from a simple man saying a simple thing, but really has profound meaning. Stupid is as stupid does. And I got to thinking about that quote and what Forrest was trying to say, this simple man just putting in simple words that what he's really trying to say is, is that what happens on the inside of us determines what happens on the outside of us. So if we're unhealthy on the inside, if we've got things that aren't in line with God's word, then what are we gonna experience on the outside of ourselves? Let me put it to you like this. If we have toxic on the inside, we will experience toxic on the outside. The, I think one of God's great missions in our world is not to just change all of our circumstances, but to change what is going on on the inside of us. Because if he can change what is going on on the inside of us, he knows he will change the vision for the future that is living on the inside of us. And I can't help but think that, that this is what the wisest man in the world, King Solomon was writing about when he wrote in Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, he said this, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, our thoughts determine what is going on in our heart and out of our heart comes the resources of our life. So if you wanna change the vision God has given you, if you wanna be a vision builder, if you wanna advance God's kingdom, if you wanna walk in all that God has for you in your life, God's number one mission is going to begin to change the way you think because it'll change your heart and it'll change what you see for your future. 
See, I think so many times when we think about toxic things, like we have like, we, we automatically, like, uh, there's on this, on this little like image that we have up here, like we think about toxic things. We think about a man in a hazmat suit and we think about this person trying to keep everything that is on the outside of them from getting on the inside of them. Like when I think about toxic things, we have like whole hashtags in our society today, right? Like hashtag positive vibes only. Like, don't kill my vibe. Like, hashtag, I'm just gonna do me. And what we're really saying is, is that there's all this stuff on the outside that's, that's killing my vibe. It's, 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 it's bugging me. And because of what's happening around me, it's changing what is the direction of my life. It, it, it's kind of, but here's the thing is, is that we can put on a suit and we can try to block out all the negative vibes and we can try to only have positive vibes. But at the end of the day, what about the stuff that's trapped on the inside of the suit? <laughs> I found in my world that very rarely are people my worst enemy to the vision God's given me. Most of the time in my life, my worst enemy is the stuff that's going on right up here and what's going on right in here. And that's why God wants you to know tonight that what happens on the inside of you determines what you see and what you experience on the outside of you. And I can't help but think that some of the things that, that plague me the most, if I can be vulnerable in my own life, is just my thought life. Like, I can be in a moment and be positive Patty. And two seconds later, negative Nancy. Like I can go from like, this is the best day to this is the worst day. Like I love, you know, hanging out with people, then man, people just get on my nerves. Like I, I need a break, I, I'm ready to go again. Like my thought life can be so up and down. And I think that if we're going to overcome some of the stuff that's going on on the inside of us, we have to be able to identify some of the thoughts that maybe God wants to help us overcome so that we can begin to reframe and redirect the internal vision so that we experience something different on the outside of us. So I wanna walk you through a little bit of an exercise and I'm gonna kind of work through like four categories, I think that of negative thoughts that probably we've all experienced. But as I work through these, if this is you, if you're taking notes or if you're thinking about it, just, you know, just, just put a little like check mark. You don't need to make a big deal out of it. Just say, yeah, I probably got some of those. And if, and if somebody around you, you know, has some of those, don't stare at them. Okay. Like that's just rude. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to kind of work through this. How about, how about negative thoughts? Like just negative thoughts. I think, I think sometimes negative thoughts, they sound like this in our head. Like, like, I just don't have what it takes. Like, I, I don't have what it takes. Like I got big dreams, I got big hopes, I got big aspirations, but then all of a sudden the door begins to open. And as I begin to try to step through that door, now all of a sudden, all this, this reel begins to play in my head. I, I just don't know if I have what it takes. What happens if I mess up? What, what, happens, what happens if things go wrong? How, how about this one? Like good things only happen for other people. Like, like good things only happen for other people. Now, most of us probably wouldn't say that out loud, but what ends up happening is, is when good things do happen for other people, we can't celebrate it. And what we're really saying, because we can't celebrate somebody else's success or how they're winning or when we see God's favor on somebody's life is what we're really saying underneath that is, is like, hey, good things just don't really, they just don't really happen 
for me? How about this one? Like just negative thoughts in our head. Nobody, nobody appreciates me. Like I go to work, I work hard, my boss, God bless his heart, but he never says thank you. He never says the, uh, the, you know, going the ultimate mile and just nobody appreciates. I clean up the house. Nobody clean, appreciates me around the house. How about this one? Sometimes that I hear like, man, I just, I serve in church all the time. And like somebody just hasn't really appreciated me like as much as I thought I, I really needed. And, and the reality is, is that, hey, you may be right. You may deserve a little bit more appreciation, but the reality is, is because you have a negative thought around you, the very people who could appreciate you will be repelled from you because in your life, you feel the negative thoughts alive in your life. And you know, you know this is the typical things that we go through every day, just little negative thoughts driving. Why is traffic so bad every day? Every day. You know, the interesting thing, the more I travel, every city I visit, everybody thinks that their traffic is the worst traffic in America. Like we have the worst traffic in America. I'm like, yeah, last week I was in Denver. They said the same thing. They even had an article to prove it, you know? You know driving, you know, all of a sudden you're going to traffic's bad. Why are there potholes? What do we even pay taxes for? By the time you get to work, you're like. <laughs> you know, people, you walk in, hey bro, you okay? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, like just negative thoughts going in our life. Negative thoughts. How, how, about, how about some of these just critical thoughts? This critical thoughts going on in our lives. Like, like you know, uh, I can't believe she dresses like that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this critical thoughts. Like, like, I hate my job. Like, I need a new one. Like, you know, like, it just, it's driving me nuts. Like, no one's ever friendly to me. Like, just nobody's ever friendly to me. Like, you know, working through those kinds of things. Like, you know, I found sometimes in church, like, sometimes in church, we become like professional critics. Like, 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 you know, look at that pastor. Like, what's he doing in those skinny jeans? You know what I mean? What's he think he's Justin Bieber, you know, or whatever, you know, you hear all these critical thoughts. Why is this music so loud? The lights are too bright, it's shining in my eyes. You know, da da. Meanwhile, thousands of people are being saved. The church is progressing. The vision is expanding. Can't see above the weeds for the God movement that's going on. Just critical, you know what I mean? Like some of these things going on in our life. Like I have a tendency, I'll be honest, I kind of fall in this category sometimes. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a critical thinker, but can I tell you today, there's a big difference between being a critical thinker and having a critical spirit. I want to be a critical thinker. I don't want to have a critical spirit. How about, how about these ones? Like this is where it really starts to land home. Fearful thoughts. Just, just fearful thoughts. Like in a global sense, what happens if the economy falls apart? What happens if there's a terrorist attack? What happens if I lose my job? What happens if I never get married? What happens if I married the wrong person? <laughs> when I married, what happens if I wrong the person? Just, <clears throat> just stuck in a prison of our own fear. Like this is actually kind of a real one for me that sometimes I struggle with. It's like, I actually like literally, like I've took it to Jesus. We're working, working through it. Okay, don't judge me. Uh, but I actually have fear sometimes that like, I'm gonna lose Angela. Not like she's gonna leave me, like we're good. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. <laughs> 
but like sometimes I actually have like legitimate fears. Like, like, like she's going to get in a car accident. I'm like, we're pastoring a church and like we have kids and I'd be a shell of a man without her. Like what would happen? Like, you know? And so she'll be like telling me like, Hey, I'm on my way home. And like 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, Hey, where are you? And then she doesn't respond. And so I'm like, text, call, text, call, text, call. And then finally she picks up. Like, Why don't you answer your phone? You know, like just freaking out, just fearful thoughts, just fearful thoughts. How about, how about some of these, just, just, uh, just discontented thoughts, just discontented thoughts. I need a new house. I need a new house. Like we need a new room. We need a new room. Like I just, I just, I just need a new house. I, I, I need a new car. Like I don't like this one. I just, I need a new car. I'm just feeling a little discontented. I, I need a new husband. I kid about that one, okay? If you're thinking that, don't stare at him right now, okay? I wish I had kids. I wish I had different kids. Like, you know what I mean? This, these, like, we can go through, like, all these, like, discontented thoughts, just these thoughts that are going on in our head. And we, in the middle of it, these thoughts, though, though we, they seem innocent enough, they're actually framing the way we see the world. Not only that, but our thoughts reveal a whole lot more about what we believe about God, his goodness, and his purposes in our life. And the reality is, is that we need an intervention that is so much bigger than just mind over matter. It's bigger than just playing a positive audio tape or trying to have more positive thoughts. That the reality is, is that God wants to do a work on the inside of us that changes what is going on on the inside of our hearts. See, Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Actually, the CEV version writes it like this, above all else, guard your thoughts. See, the translators had a hard time fully understanding, is this a heart issue or a head issue? Because in our world, what happens up here affects what's going on in here, and what begins in here travels up here. They're interconnected, and I believe this, that what we gotta learn how to do in our life is, is that number one, just get rid of the guilt and the shame. Like, as I work through some of those, like, negative thoughts, like, they appeal to my less best self, like critical thoughts, like being fearful, being discontented, like it's kind of the underlying toe that kind of goes on in our hearts when we don't feel like the vision God's given us is progressing fast enough that we're seeing God fulfill it. And the reality is, is that what we have to learn how to do is guard our thoughts, which means that every train of thought that comes through your train station, you don't need a board. Like, I can't control what comes into my head, but I can't choose which train I get on. And I've got to determine in my heart, man, I'm not gonna board that train anymore because I've been down that path. If I'm toxic on the inside, I'm gonna get toxic on the outside. And I'm tired of taking that trip on that train anymore. See, I think the story in 2 Kings chapter four about this woman, she's a widow. She has experienced probably one of the hardest seasons of her life. See, her husband was a man of God. It's not like these were bad people. It's not like they were people that were, you know, not following God. Her husband was from the group of prophets and now he has passed away. And 
she finds herself in the middle of this situation where the creditors are now coming to take her sons as slaves because of the debt that they owed. Can you only imagine the discouraging thoughts that are running through her head? Can, can you only imagine just the fearful thoughts that are plaguing her mind? Can you, can you, can you imagine the discontented thoughts, the, the feeling of like, how am I gonna get out of this? And what you need to understand about this story is the widow in this story represents me and you. It, it represents so many of us. We love Jesus. We're believing for God's best, but life happens, things happen, and all of a sudden it triggers what is already on the inside of us. And it shows us what we have not dealt with in our heart. But the prophet Elisha comes and for me and you, he represents the help of the Holy Spirit. See, in, in the prophet represents the Holy Spirit coming alongside of you in a moment where your thoughts are toxic, when what is going on on the inside is gonna derail God's best from your, for your life. And all of a sudden it begins to work on helping you overcome by what? through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of God's word. That if we're gonna overcome what is going on and negative thoughts in our life, we are going to need God's help and we are gonna need God's weapons to tear down the thoughts that are gonna derail God's best for our life. That's why 2 Corinthians, it, it says this, that the weapons me and you fight with, they're not weapons of this world. See, I always just say it like this. If somebody comes to my house and they're gonna break in, like, I'll be honest with you. In our house, we're ready for that. Come on. Come on. Tell the truth, shame the devil, okay? We're ready for it, okay? Like, we're ready for it. But he comes in. I don't walk up and go, like, hey, what are you doing in my house? Like, like uh, oh, you're here, you're here to, like, still kill and destroy? Oh, oh okay. You, you want a bedroom? I got a spare bedroom. You want to you, you move in? See, the crazy thing is, is that we, we end up protecting the very thing that's like trying to take us off track. It's trying to rob God's best for our life because of whatever, some sense of like unfair situation or unfair circumstances. But the spirit of God wants to come on the inside of us and cause us to rise up with what? Weapons that are not natural, but weapons that are supernatural. And what are these weapons? They are of divine power, which means, here's the reality. If you're gonna walk in all that God has for you, if you're gonna change your thought life to align with God's word, you don't have the strength inside of yourself to get the job done. Like, isn't that kind of a relief? Like, I can get off this treadmill of self-improvement and always like, I'm gonna manhandle these things. When No, 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 there's an actual weapon of divine power <laughs> and that divine power wants to come alongside you. And it's what? For the demolishing of strongholds in your life. What's a stronghold? It's simply a place that we've allowed our thought life to repetitively slip. And we've allowed the enemy to come and own the spare bedroom. <laughs> like we've gotten so used to him kind of camping out back there that we've gotten so familiar. Like, like you know what? Here's the crazy thing. I've been living with my thoughts my whole life. I can't remember a time that I was without my thoughts. And here's the reality, familiarity breeds contempt. 
So some of my toxic thinking, I've been thinking for this way for so long that I keep on hitting the same roadblocks in God's vision for my life, the same problems, the same things, and I just dunk, 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 dunk. God, my head hurts. Why does my head always hurt? Why doesn't this always work? Why can't I see around this? Is it never gonna work? And God's going, no, 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 no. That's called, you, 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 gotta, you gotta change your thoughts. And we need the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us. And he's gonna help us do a few things. He's gonna help us what? Identify toxic thoughts. He's gonna help us identify them. Like, like the reality is, is sometimes I don't know that I'm entertaining some stuff that's really toxic for the vision God has for me. So he's gonna come alongside. He's gonna help me identify those. He's gonna help me reject them and he's gonna help me replace them. So identify them, reject them, and replace them. So here's this woman who's lost so much. She, she's lost her husband, but here's the interesting part of this story, that she says that the creditors have come to enslave her two sons because her husband has died. You know what that tells me? That there was a train of thought, despite their love for God, despite their giftedness for God, the prophetic anointing that was on their life, the prophetic calling, there was something in a mindset that had been running in that house for quite some time. How, how did she become so indebted that her children were now gonna be enslaved? See, they've gotten so used to living with some stuff that the first time a situation kind of turns up in, the whole vision that God has for them is now being ruptured because why? I've just been putting up with some stuff in my house. That's the definition of a stronghold. It's the definition of just some stuff I just gotten so used to living with that now all of a sudden, and the devil just puts it there. It's like, he just puts it behind the scenes, like I'll tap into that when I need it. And you're just plugging along in the vision God having. And then all of a sudden, when he knows it's most opportune time and the most whatever, he just goes, boom. How did that happen? Like, where did that come from? And all of a sudden he's got you a little derailed. And this is where this, this lady finds herself. She's, she's desperate. Now, I want you to see some of her language that goes on. She, she's crying out. So number one, in the middle of toxic thoughts, it doesn't matter whether you put them there, how they came there. Step number one, we're gonna get desperate for God to do something in our life. Like I need God to show up in the middle of my situation, whether I feel like I'm winning or whether I feel like I'm losing. I never wanna lose a sense of desperation. That we need God in the midst of what we're doing. I need God in the midst of my home, God in the midst of my marriage, God in the midst of my life. Like she's got that part at least down. It's really interesting what Elisha says to her or what the Holy Spirit would say to, he goes, how can I help? It, and it, it's almost like a little bit of like, he's trying to shift her thinking. He, he, he's trying to shift her thinking. How can I help you? But notice he doesn't even let her answer because he's like, I already know that you're, you're full of like anxiety and fear and negativity. So. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna to begin to get you to change the way you think about the thing that's bringing those toxic thoughts into your life. Because if I can get you to change the way you think about it, I can change your future. I can change your vision. <laughs> and so he looks at her and says, what? What's in your house? 
immediately he goes, how can I help you? And it's like, he's getting her to stop for a moment. And then he, then he asks her, you know, what do you have in your house? Now notice her response, because this is what happens when we have toxic on the inside, what we see everything around us as being toxic on the outside. And, and her, her response is, is that I only have, I, her first response is, is I don't have anything. <laughs> and then she stops and she goes, oh, well, well, I only. You know what I found in my world is, is that I only have turns into if I only had. <laughs> it always turns into like, if I only had this, if I only had that, can I tell you tonight, you have everything despite toxic thoughts, despite what's going on in your world, you have everything you need to walk in all that God has for you right here, right now in your house. It's not if I only had, if I only had a little bit better of a job, if I only had a little bit more freedom, God cannot anoint what you do not have. God is looking for some people who will look and see things differently that they'll what? No, 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 I'm not gonna look at this through fearful thoughts, negative thoughts, discontented thoughts, discouraging thoughts. I'm gonna see what? This little, little flask of oil. Now notice that for most of us after this, Elijah, it's, it's so interesting. This is how the Holy Spirit works. And this is why obedience and stepping out in faith and just doing what the word of God tells you to, despite how you feel about it. Because you notice Elijah doesn't sit down and reason with her. Um, hey, can we sit for a moment? Let me explain this, how this work. We serve a big God. You got a little bit of oil, but I got a plan. And so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna snap my fingers and then boom, we're gonna have a bunch of oil. Are you ready? Here we go, like magician. Isn't that how we want the Holy Spirit to change us? Just, you know, like, oh. And granted, I think God begins a process like that, but he often doesn't end one like that. And in this moment, he doesn't explain it. What he does, he gets her active in her own miracle. Why? Because our actions change the way we think. He's deprogramming her to think differently about it. He says, what do you have? You got just a little bit of oil? He said, go get it. Notice he doesn't do it for her. He says, you're gonna to have to go get it. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and ask for jars from your friends and your family. Can you imagine if she's filled with fear and toxic thoughts and negative thoughts, how crazy she must've felt? What's going on in her head? Like, what is this guy? This got me out here. Why does God want me to tithe right now? Because I don't have, feel like I have any money. Come on, somebody. God's trying to get you to think about the thing that's in your house in a brand new way. She's walking around trying to get jars and she's trying to do all this kind of stuff and she's coming back and you can almost feel she's either going to overcome her negative thoughts or she's gonna destroy the miracle that's in motion in her life. And she's walking around and you can almost sense that somewhere she comes back and says, I got it right now. Now, notice that what she has is, is most theologians would tell us wasn't just a little olive oil. It was olive oil left over for anointing. It was like special. It was just set aside. It, 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 was, it was to bring blessing. It was to bring covering. It was to bring all these things upon her life. And Elijah is using what? The anointing of the Holy Spirit on empty jars. 
You may not feel like you got a whole lot. You may not feel like you got much, but are you available? Are you open? Are you, can you, can you go, God, I need some help. I'm going to get rid of these thoughts. I'm going to pick up some new ones. I'm going to be that person who says, God, you can use me despite what my circumstances are, despite how I feel. God, you can use me. (laughs) He says, go get some jars. And he says, now go lock yourself away and get in the room and start pouring. Can you imagine her? No, 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 this is gonna work. This is gonna work. She starts pouring and all all of a sudden, the favor of God begins to flow. Every step. Now imagine it, the first one felt up. I would have been afraid to tip it back over. I would just let it pour out on the ground. I don't know what I would have done in case it stopped. But what? Every jar that's being filled, she's going, something that God's for me. God's bringing things through my life. God's moving in my life. It's changing her thoughts. It's changing her life. It's changing. And notice she comes out of that meeting and she comes and she's got all these full jars. And the Bible says that once there was no more empty jars, like, you know, you can almost just a little side note there. Hey, when God says moving, think bigger than we're Like whatever you think is like, oh my God, if God could only, no, 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 I'm gonna take it to the next level. I'm gonna dream a little bit higher. I'm gonna, because God's gonna meet you at your level of expectation. And she goes and she takes it back to the prophet and he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go sell it and then you can live off the rest. Which means that your thought life, her changing her thoughts was now what? changing what she experienced on the outside. It wasn't just dealing with the past. See, I could have just paid her debts and that would have been cool. Like, oh man, I'm I'm just, no. Her change and thought about what God could do in her and through her is now changing what? And you can live on the rest. What is it changing? It's changing her future. I'm wondering what would happen if some of us just quit feeling guilty about some of the craziness that runs through our heads and just get real with God and say, God, I wanna overcome this. I'm gonna gonna get desperate for you. I'm gonna, I, I may not have much, but I'm gonna give it all to you, God. Because I believe in the middle of this, the Holy Spirit wants to come. He wants to teach you and empower you to overcome those thoughts. Would you stand to your feet with me? See, I wanna remind somebody today, the weapons we fight with, they're not of this world. They're of divine power for the demolishing of strongholds. And what do they do? It's by taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So I'm gonna take that thing and I'm gonna say, God, what do you have to say about this thing? One of my favorite verses that Paul said at the end of Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's this book of like, keep going, you got this thing. And then he finishes it in verse four, he says, oh, oh, by the way, and finally, you know how you're gonna achieve all this? Whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is righteous, whatever is holy, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. What are we gonna do? We're gonna identify what does not belong. We're gonna reject it and we're gonna replace it with the truth of God's word in our lives, in our lives. So what if you, what if you tonight, if you, if you struggle with negative thoughts or fearful thoughts or discontented thoughts or Tonight, this is, why not tonight? 
Why, why not tonight? Why don't we just put them before God? He, he's here to come alongside of you. He's asking, what's in your house? So what's in your house? So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're gonna kind of work through this. Just honestly, really, nobody looking around, just a moment between people and God. Like, if you'd be honest enough, if you, if you struggle, if you struggle with negative thoughts, would you just be so honest to slip up your hand? So many hands. If you struggle with, you can put them down. If you struggle with critical thoughts, go ahead and throw up your hands. You can put them down. If you struggle with fearful thoughts, God's coming to break that tonight. He's coming to break that tonight. Brand new day in your world. If you struggle with discontented thoughts, the reality is, is that almost everybody in this room has raised their hands. And if you be so bold tonight, if you're going, man, Pastor Jesse, I want to get the toxic on the inside out of me because I want the life of God to flow inside of me. I want the vision God has for my life. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com.